3: St. Louis gets their first NHL Stanley Cup Finals win in forever, literally forever. They've never done it before, and uh, we are tied up now at one game apiece in that series, but after 10 days, a long, long wait, the NBA Finals are finally here. The Golden State Warriors have been kicking up their feet waiting for this game for a long time. They are headed to Toronto. Tonight, we get game one of the NBA Finals. And there is a lot of drama surrounding the NBA Finals, much of it, frankly, off the court because I think most people out there are more intrigued by what Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard are going to do in the offseason as unrestricted free agents than they are by what is going to happen in this series because much like many of you, I believe the Warriors are going to run roughshod over the Toronto Raptors. This is a, a series that I think goes five games. Wouldn't shock me if the Warriors get a sweep. I think the Warriors win tonight and take control of this series earlier. Uh, in the series, then the Raptors would certainly like. I know it'll be electric. I know Drake, Drake will be on the sideline massaging Nick Nurse's shoulders. All of these things going to happen, but I think ultimately the Warriors with Steph Curry have got the best player in the NBA. Now, it's an interesting way to think about the best player in the NBA because I don't think Steph Curry is the most talented player in the NBA, but I think he's the most important player on any team in the NBA. And if Steph Curry wins this series with the Golden State Warriors, and I say Steph wins it because I think it's fair to say in the last five games, he has taken over these contests. And what is fascinating about Steph Curry's performance is. How much under the radar I feel like Steph has been for the past couple of years, even while his team has been winning championships with Kevin Durant. I feel like what has happened with the Kevin Durant injury is it has brought back to bear how good of a point guard Steph Curry is and the fact that he is, maybe, right now, if I had to vote the best player in the NBA on his team. Not sure he's the most talented. Not sure he's the best outright everywhere. But in terms of the impact that he has in the NBA right now, I think since the Kevin Durant injury, we have seen Steph Curry take his game to a different level. And we've seen similarly Draymond Green and Klay Thompson all play old school Splash Brothers style. And this will be a really intriguing series to watch, even though I believe that the Warriors are going to win it in five games. Maybe even less I'd be stunned if the Warriors don't win this series, assuming that they don't have another serious injury. I don't think it really matters whether DeMarcus Cousins comes back. I don't think it really matters whether Kevin Durant plays at all because I think the Raptors do not have the horses to keep up with this Warrior team, even without DeMarcus Cousins and even without Kevin Durant. Put simply, as I said in hour one, if you put these guys all on the court together, and this were a pickup basketball game, and you were just drafting the players, I think that six of the first seven players that would be picked would all be Golden State Warriors. I think you would go with, in no particular order, Steph, uh, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Demarcus Cousins, and Andre Iguodala, I think six of the first seven players that would be drafted uh, in a game, in a pickup game, would come from the Golden State Warriors. Only Raptor player that would be drafted, Kawhi Leonard. Now, maybe there's somebody out there who loves Pascal Siakam. Maybe there's an old school uh, fan of Kyle Lowry. Maybe Mark Gasol has a lot of people out there that support him. Maybe there is uh, a few of you out there that have confidence in Norman Powell or in Danny Green. But in general, I think this year, the Warriors team is just head and shoulders above, in terms of talent, this Toronto Raptor team. Doesn't mean that I think necessarily it's going to be a blowout, because I think the excitement level in Canada, which I don't think, what, Canada hasn't won a Stanley Cup since like 1994, right? And they haven't ever been even in the NBA Finals. So this is a country that is starved for excitement and acceptance there. I think what Joe Carter and the Toronto Blue Jays, they hit a home run. Was that like 92, 93? 93. Then they went back to back, 92,
4: 93.
3: 92, 93. It's been that long since Canada won a championship. And so I think that the country, not just the the city of Toronto, but the country in general of Canada feels like they're overlooked a lot in Major League Baseball. Same thing in the NBA and certainly in the national sport of hockey, they've been unable to win championships in the NHL of late. This matters a lot to the city of Toronto. But I think ultimately the Warriors are just too good, and I believe, honestly, the NBA is held hostage by this offseason and all the excitement about what's going to happen with free agency. Why don't you guys look this up? Because I'm actually curious. Because you got Kevin Durant, and you've got uh, Kawhi Leonard, both unrestricted free agents, playing against each other this year. There's been so much talk about where Kevin Durant's going to go and so much talk about where Kawhi Leonard's going to go, and certainly it is a prime topic of conversation. Right now, the odds markets would have you believe that the most likely result for Kawhi Leonard is to join the LA Clippers in the offseason and that the most likely destination for Kevin Durant is to go to New York. So it's possible that happens in New York and LA end up adding two of the three best players in uh, this year's NBA Finals. I think if you told the average NBA fan, hey, you can watch game one tonight, or you can know where Kevin Durant and, and Kawhi Leonard are going to play next year with 100% certainty, which would you rather do? I think your average NBA fan would rather know about the free agency. Because I don't think there's the belief that there's a great deal of drama associated with this series. Could I be wrong? Certainly. But I think the Warriors are going to win it in five. The question that I have is, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year? All this talk about free agency. Is there a very good class next year? This year, we got a bunch of free agents, right? We got Kevin Durant. We got Kyrie Irving. We've got Ka- Kawhi Leonard. We've got Jimmy Butler. Actually, Klay Thompson, also a free agent. Um, so, five guys that are pretty interesting out there as free agents. Not a lot of talk about Clay, but the other four guys have gotten a ton of attention. Is next year's free agent class any good? Does anybody know?
4: Yeah, so Anthony Davis, of course, if he doesn't yeah. get traded. Draymond Green, Andre Drummond, DeMar DeRozan, and Porzingis, along with Al Horford, if you consider him.
3: So, not a lot. I mean, look, I mean, the Anthony Davis situation is pretty probably going to resolve itself this year. If not, then, you know, he'll be an unrestricted free agent next year. Draymond Green's a little bit interesting just because if DeMarcus Cousins, sorry, if if Kevin Durant left, you could get in an interesting situation where Draymond Green could effectively end, maybe. Maybe. Although I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen could effectively end the Warriors' uh, dynasty if he left and went elsewhere. Um, Although, we'll see exactly what happens. There's also the possibility, I guess, that the Warriors could trade him. My point is, I think there's not going to be anywhere near as much drama in terms of moving uh, pieces here. Now, maybe LeBron gets traded. That would obviously be a lot of uh, the storyline. But I want to get everybody's picks in uh, this final series. Let me bring in the crew and find out where you guys think this is going. I think the Warriors win it in five. I think Steph Curry is the MVP of the series. Uh, Where would you go, Danny G?
4: Well, I also think Steph Curry is going to be the MVP, but I'm going to say the Warriors in six. I think Kawhi puts the Raptors on his back for a couple of wins.
3: Would you rather know where Kawhi and Kevin Durant are going to play next year or watch game one of the NBA Finals tonight? Uh...
4: I mean, because I'm a Lakers fan, I'm going to have to agree with you, even though I was giving you a little bit of pushback last hour. I do think because of the level of superstars that we have moving this offseason, that that's the more intriguing story.
5: All right, what
3: about you, Dub? Uh, First of all, what do you think is going to happen in the NBA Finals? What's your prediction in the series?
5: It's hard to imagine anything other than the Warriors winning this, and I feel like everyone on the show is going to pick the Warriors, which of course means the Raptors are going to end up winning (laughs) this Finals. So I'm going to say Raptors and seven just for the sake of that. But for your second question, yeah, I would much rather know where Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard are going to be playing ball next year rather than watching game one. If you're talking the whole series, I'll take the series, but just for game one, I'd rather know the future.
3: Eddie Garcia, what's your pick?
5: I'm
1: going to agree with Danny. I'm going to pick uh, Warriors and six. Uh, I do agree with you that I think most people, if they had the choice would just, would want to know where, Kawhi and Durant were going rather than watch Game One, but I really don't care about that, so I would pick Game One. But most people would pick what you what you said.
3: All right, what about you, Roberto?
4: Going with the rap, uh, not the Raptors, the Warriors, oh. the Warriors in five, <laughs> and I'd rather know who's going where from in free agency. All right, so she-
3: I, th- th- you tried to push back on this, Danny G, and I bet nobody else is. I'm going to put up a poll <laughs> question, and we'll see whether people agree with me or not. But can anyone else ever remember? In the NHL, if you're an NHL fan, if you are a Major League Baseball fan, if you are an NFL fan, can anyone... Maybe there's a little bit of an analogy with, oh, is this guy going to leave early in college basketball or in college football? But I can't remember ever in any pro sport, or really ever in college. Now, in the offseason, yeah, is this guy going to leave? Is he going to decide? Like, all sorts of uh, of storylines associated with that. I can't remember a time when people would rather know about free agency than they would actually watch the NBA Finals. I mean, this is wild that you guys agree with me, and we'll see whether the, the, the overall OutKick universe out there agrees with us as well. But that rather than watch the signature event that they have been building for the entire season of the NBA, who's going to play in the finals, that you guys would rather know, and I think that my argument's correct, the vast majority of you out there listening right now would rather know where Kawhi and Kevin Durant are going to be in free agency than actually watch the game itself. I I think that's partly what the Warriors have done. They've destroyed the overall interest in the game, and I wonder on some level whether this is also what social media has done. It's created a scenario where the NBA players on social media, there's a great deal of interest in the drama of off-the-court-related product decisions, but the total viewership for the NBA in the playoffs is going to be down around 40 or 50%. So the number of game people watching these games has plummeted. Now, partly that's because the, the Warriors have been dominant, right, in the Western Conference. We didn't get seven games. A lot of people out there listening right now will decide to watch uh, the NBA as the series continues. More people come in and watch Game 5, Game 6, Game 7 because they buy in And they care more. Game 7 always has a lot more viewers. Who are these people? I don't know. I watch every game in the NBA Finals. It's not like I suddenly show up for Game 7 and parachute in and watch. But there are a lot of people who do. And that does kind of make sense, I think. Because people are busy. They don't have the opportunity on a random Thursday to stay up late. If they're going to invest their time and energy, they want it to really matter. We're going to talk about whatever happened in Game 1 tomorrow morning on this show. But it's possible that game one won't really matter. Warriors might lose game one and win the next four. In which case game one, I mean, it doesn't really matter. So I understand kind of why people would come in for a seven game series. But we've never seen anything like this before in the history of American pro sports. Where the off the court related product is more interesting than the actual on the court related product. And I think that actually hurts the NBA substantially. Joined now by John Morosi. John, you're an expert in Major League Baseball and in the NHL. Last night, the uh, St. Louis Blues get their first ever Stanley Cup Finals win in overtime in Boston. Do you think the the, the, the Blues can get it done? Obviously, I think that was almost a must-win. Right? I think they had to beat the Bruins in order to get that series leveled up. Can they? Can they do it? Can the Blues win the Stanley Cup Finals?
6: I think they certainly can, Clay, and and the way that they played last night was exactly how they can do it—a uh, physical style. Uh, I think that was the great way for them to answer their game one defeat. Uh, I, I thought they they outhit the Bruins fifty to thirty one, which was impressive, and they were the better team last night. They they earned that win. think they had the territorial edge in many ways. Um, you know, Boston certainly is is a deep team, but St. Louis is too, and we've seen the depth of the Blues. Scoring come into the play during the course of the Western Conference Final, and then you think about the game last night. You had a goal from Robert Bortuzzo, who's on their third defensive pairing, uh, and then Carl Gunnarsson, who's uh, who basically uh, was almost on the verge of uh, potentially being replaced in the lineup last night by Vince Dunn. Instead, he stays in there and, and rings a crossbar in the last couple of minutes, and then scores the winner in overtime. So uh, the, their depth was huge last night. Bennington was great in goal as he has been for them all year and they continue to play exceptionally well on the road in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, They knew they had to win at least once in Boston to win the Stanley Cup. They've now done that. And their history tells us, Clay, that uh, that they've got a chance probably to win one more game in Boston based on how well they play on the road. So it's a very good, simple road game. We saw from them last night they were physical. They were tough. This has been a very physical series. I think it's been a great series so far. Uh, And I think this, this has all the all the hallmarks play of a series that goes at least six or seven games.
3: So who would you pick right now? Who do you think is going to win?
6: I, I, I would go with St. Louis. I, I think that the way they played last night is, is sustainable, and, and they're going home. I, I like their chances to, to at least split the next two games, and then it becomes a, a, a best-of-three at the very end, which is what they've basically been dealing with all postseason long. You think about the way they played against the Jets, the Stars, the Sharks, I mean, this is basically a, a tight a tight series that's, that's played out the very same way earlier earlier on in these cup playoffs. And I think, too, you, know, you, you could argue, Clay, that, that Vladimir teresenko was the best forward on the ice for either team last night. He was physical, generated a ton of chances. I, I was really impressed by his game. Uh, this, you know, Boston Bruins have a great team, no question about it. But uh, I think right now the Blues are equal to the task they're inspired and are then going back to play before that crowd which uh, as we talked about has not seen a, uh, a Stanley Cup playoffs like a final game rather uh, in, in that city in 49 years uh, it's going to be some kind of scene there on Saturday night in St. Louis
3: yeah it's going to be wild indeed uh, all right let's go to uh, to Major League Baseball great stat for you um, that I want to hit you with that uh, the that Danny G just shared with me uh, courtesy of the Dodgers Cody Bellinger now has hit 20 home runs, and he's got seven outfield assists this season. The last player to reach those totals through 52 games, I believe, Babe Ruth. I mean, that's pretty unbelievable. Wow.
6: (laughs) That that is incredible. You know, I I had a chance to watch him uh, up close over the weekend. Uh, We had our our Fox telecast. was Saturday in in Pittsburgh, uh, Dodgers Pirates. And uh, I had a nice chance to talk to him before the game, interviewed him as well after the game. And one quick story on the post-game interview. It's important to to, to remember the just the the, the dignity and, and and the class of of a lot of our best players in baseball. And and Cody, I had to, we had to go to break before we came back and interviewed him live. And they just won the game. they just shook hands on the field. And it was twelve eighteen in the morning at that point. And they had a long rain delay. And he waited for us on on the field for three minutes during a rain during during, during a television break to to come back and to be interviewed live on on the air uh, on the field with us and that that you know it's a small thing but it just tells you uh, his professionalism his class and how much we appreciated his time there it just tells you about the guy a lot of guys would have just went back at the clubhouse and said guys I got to go but he he did not do that he waited for us and that was a really nice touch so in addition to the fact that he's obviously putting up historic numbers I mean he he has played, the way that he's played right now at the plate you can tell it's it, it's sustainable offensively He's been extremely selective. Uh, the run production has been there. He's having really quality at-bats men in scoring position. And his athleticism, to, to the point that you mentioned about the outfield assists, is extraordinary. I mean, he—I uh, was talking to Cole Tucker, who was a young shortstop with the Pirates, who actually played travel baseball with him uh, when they were kids in the Phoenix area. And, and Cole told me that if Cody was only right-handed, that he would have been the shortstop of, of that team, that he was that athletic, and that basically he could win a gold glove at any position on the diamond. So uh, he, he's, he played at an elite level defensively at first base, and, and to your point, Clay, that he, he's doing all this in, in right field. He's not even, that's not even his best natural position. He's probably the best natural first baseman. So he's uh, an incredible all-around athlete, put on a show, and as we mentioned, uh, really uh, represented the game well in the franchise in the process.
3: Best team in baseball and also from a record perspective also best team and run differential minnesota twins they're sitting right now at 37 and 17 nearly a double digit lead in the al central over the uh, cleveland indians who are there in second place can they keep it up how surprising has their performance been so far
6: uh they can keep it up uh it it is not terribly surprising to me i I saw them in spring training and, and fell in love with this team i really did uh to, to, to fall in love with them in spring training, you just had to basically believe in, in a couple of their starting pitchers to be uh, better than expected. And that's exactly what's happened because their lineup can mash. Uh, their lineup, they scored the most runs, Clay, last year of any team in the American League that, that did not make the playoffs. And they added to that group Cruz, C.J. Krohn, Jonathan Scope, uh, and Marvin Gonzalez. So that they've added depth. Buxton has gotten better. Uh, Mitch Garver's developed some more. Uh, of course, he had an injury lately, but he's he's been really good for them this year. Max Kepler continued to develop. Jorge Polanco is basically playing like an MVP. I mean, putting up some of the best shortstop numbers we have ever seen in the history of the game. So the, their offense has been strong, and that was expected. The pitching has been even better than expected. I think Jose Berrios is an ace. Uh, he has been phenomenal. He's going to be an All Star, I believe. Uh, Martin Perez has bounced back. The bullpen's been solid. They've just got a nice mix, and and I just think they've got all this momentum, whereas the Indians, they're running out of steam. Clay, it's it's a difficult thing in sports when you're watching a team uh, that, that had a great chance to win a World Series or a championship and fell short, and now you can almost see the window closing on them, and that's happening to the Indians, I believe. Uh, they've only got a couple more years left of, of Francisco Lindor, before he becomes a free agent, there's no indication that they're going to be able to sign him. Uh, Corey Kluber's hurt. Uh, they may have to move Trevor Bauer if they sink further in the standings behind the Twins. So uh, it, it to me, it would not surprise me, to your point, if, if, if that lead remains in double digits by the time we get the All-Star break. And then the Indians have to think very seriously about becoming a seller.
3: We're almost a third of the way, or we're right at a third of the way through the season, depending on how many teams your favorite, how many games your favorite team has played. Who do you think we'll see in the World Series a third of the way through? And how does that differ with what maybe you anticipated seeing before the season started?
6: Well, I, I thought Washington was going to be good this year. I was clearly wrong on that, so I, I have to amend my National League thought. I, I, I think the Dodgers. Find a way to get back there again. I really do. The, the Phillies, I think, are, are right there with them. Uh, you know, Harper had a big night tonight, or last night, rather, again. Uh, but I, I think the Dodgers are the best balanced team in the National League. Dave Roberts told us over the weekend this is the favorite team that he's ever managed. He loves the way they're, they're playing, he loves their grit. So you, you've got a team with that much talent, but also the grit to match, and that's a pretty special team. So uh, I think the Dodgers are, are the class of the NL until someone proves otherwise. On the other side, I think it's the Yankees. The Yankees, Clay, are in first place despite all of those injuries, and they're eventually going to get better. They may sign Dallas Keichel. They may sign someone else, or they may make a move. But their existing core is already sensational, even with all the injuries. So I think the edge there goes to the Yankees. The Astros, of course, we've seen the injuries that they've got. Right now, that that could be an impediment to them going forward. But the Twins, I, I love them as well. I think right now, I'd have to say Yankees, Dodgers uh, is the most likely scenario in my mind. But the Twins are a fun story, and uh, of course, they're due to make it to their first World Series since 1991.
3: We were having an interesting conversation. I want to bring uh, you in on this, and we're talking to John Morosi, and we talk him in, talk to him weekly. Um, about Kawhi Leonard and the fact that basically he has no interest in having an Instagram account, in having a Twitter account, in creating kind of that perpetual story drama that a lot of other NBA players create. And I'm not sure the answer on this, but who in baseball, if anybody, creates that kind of drama that we see from the NBA? Is there anybody? and, and, And the reason why I was bringing it up is, Um, You know, I, I am intrigued by the question of if you are the best, is social media just a total distraction for you? Because I think in general, you know, Tiger Woods, not that active on social Peyton Manning's not that active before he decided he had something to sell with the TB12 method. Tom Brady wasn't active. Obviously, Jordan has never said, hey, I need social media. Charles Barkley has never said I need social media is there anybody in baseball that is really kind of driving conversation based on their social media accounts, or are the best players just all kind of saying, "You know what? This is a distraction. I'm not necessarily that interested in."
6: That's a great question. Uh, I think Harper is probably the one guy that 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 he has that that superstar persona around him uh, that that has that has allowed a him maybe to leverage that social media. Uh, it, it was funny to me, Clay, that that at his introductory press conference in Clearwater, Florida. On the dais next to the to the table where, where he was sitting with the, the Phillies owner and the GM and his agent, Scott Boris, was an, was an easel that was holding up a picture of the cover of Sports Illustrated from 10 years ago when he was, what, 16 years old? Yeah. Uh, from 2009, the Tom Verducci story. And so it was the traditional media that was the, the backbone of his celebrity. But I also think that his... Instagram and his his you uh, know he enjoys uh you know sending messages with his with his cleats uh and, and, and different fashion uh he'll you know, share personal news on, on on social media that way uh, I think in many ways he is he's baseball's closest thing to a true millennial superstar and uh, i think I think he does that very effectively uh and I think baseball could probably Stand to have more, uh, you know, more players active on social media, but a lot of them are. And I just, I think that baseball it's kind of a, a longer discussion. I think baseball is doing a better and better job uh, of getting its players active. But Harper, for whatever reason, is the one who's probably gained the most traction and really uh, latched on to where he's followed, like you would assume a typical millennial star would be in the NBA. Uh, it's it, the NBA is really marketed extremely well. Baseball is too. But it's just not in the same. Quite uh, maybe the audience is is a bit different, and and certainly the NBA has got such a great young fan base. Baseball's trying to, I, I think, have the same thing. So it's a great question. I would say Harper's the guy that comes to mind, and uh, and I do agree that, for example, Derek Jeter, I, he's never really been too much involved in in social media. Of course, it came a lot later in his career, but Derek's focus always was winning, winning alone, and uh, he never really had too much time for for getting into to big endeavors uh off the field of that of that sort.
3: Now, we'll say this and you know this guy decently because of all the work you do with Fox Sports. a Rod may well be the best example of a baseball uh figure and this has happened after his career. It yeah. has almost completely rebranded himself based on his social media presence and yes. in a really positive way.
6: It's a really good point and he, you know, the uh, through all of his broadcasting work and certainly his his relationship with uh, with Jennifer Lopez, there, there's a, there's a lot there that you're right that that's become very, uh, very social media friendly. And I think he's, I, I give Alex a lot of credit. And I think he's he really, he really has understood that aspect of of the profession and, and of branding. And, and he's shown, to your point, how you can remake your 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 image um, through that social media profile. And I think you're you're absolutely right. He you're, and he'll chime in on on. A lot of different topics that way that, that kind of put him into different conversations on, on on social media. So he, he's a very good. Uh, this, this sounds like a, a corporate term. He's a very good networker. He really is. He he, he enjoys meeting influential people and 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 having those uh, interactions. And he, he's somebody who, who values education and, and and looks at it through a understanding the corporate world and really wants to learn more about it as a natural student. And I think he's he's leveraged social media as a way for him to, to to gain access to a lot of those conversations. I think very wisely. I think he's learned a lot in the process, and he's become incredibly successful in the business uh, realm as a result of that.
3: What's also wild is it's almost like he and Jeter have traded places since their careers ended. Jeter has kind of fallen into the uh, I would say the the, the 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 total criticism universe, right? Where almost everything he does gets ripped. And A. Rod now is the uh, the likable, you know, sort of uh, retired Yankee. It's it's wild.
6: Yeah, I mean, certainly, uh, you know, Derek stepped into a a, a difficult uh, area of of being an owner, and that's and that that to me is 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 something that opens you up to criticism no matter what. I mean, o- only one owner a year wins the championship, and, and and that's what fans always want. And certainly, the Marlins are a very unique, uniquely difficult. Uh, Club to run and, and to try to rebuild that that uh, that affinity, but it, it's difficult. You think about legendary players that have gone into management either on the field. You think about Ted Williams or or off the field, and uh, Wayne Gretzky, for example. You know his his uh, his realm, his his activity in the, the coaching slash management area you know, was not entirely successful, obviously, in, in Phoenix. So. It's, it's a difficult transition for some. Some do it very well. Uh, Joe Sackick has built a really good team in, in Colorado. Mario Lemieux won a Stanley Cup, multiple Stanley Cups in, in Pittsburgh. So you have some legends that, that go into that area and, and do well with it. Patrick Waugh had some success as a coach and then not so much at the end. So these are all players that are, are similar to Jeter in terms of their profile in their sport, and, and they've had, in uh, you know, so, some cases, mixed results. So I, I think Derek is part of just the, the, the profession that he chose He wanted to be an owner. He is an owner now, but he's realizing that there are a lot of difficult decisions that have to be made there, and and, and the way that he was able to achieve such universal respect and acclaim as a player is not quite the same path as an owner.
3: Outstanding stuff as always, John Morosi.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
3: Sometimes I see these affiliate liners. Where's Danny G? Get him up here. You have to research this and find out whether Colin Cowherd reads of this stuff. (laughs) Does Dan Patrick do
4: this? I think they do. I do
3: so many affiliate liners. I've never heard Dan Patrick say, make sure you listen to win $1,000.
4: Do you really do that many, though? How many affiliate liners have we done in the past four years?
3: Hundreds. Hundreds? Hundreds? Hundreds. I would say certainty.
4: dozens. Well, hundreds just so, of liners. Just so listeners know what you're talking about, can you read the first liner for all of us?
3: I mean, there's no way. Like, so they're going to get a national broadcast here, yeah. all right? Um, and I'm probably going to end up getting in trouble for this. So, uh, so this is. Uh, but well, we no, we're not, gonna in, the- we're not going to get
4: in. We're not going to get in trouble because you always say how much you appreciate all the affiliates.
3: That's right. So, what I don't always love to do is all of these liners. And I'm like, so this liner that I'm reading right now, um, this is Clay Travis, and you're listening to Delaware County High School Basketball on Muncie Sports Station, all right? Is Colin Cowherd, like if you're in Muncie, Indiana, does Colin Cowherd lead into your to your high school basketball game? Is Dan Patrick reading these? Like, I've I just loved it. Like, that is unbelievable if that's true. If Muncie, Delaware County High School Basketball on Muncie Sports Station has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd teasing it, like, up next, Muncie County High School Basketball or Delaware County, whatever it is, there's no, I, I guarantee, like, I want to hear somebody find me audio out there of Colin Cowherd and Dan Patrick doing teases for high school basketball. Do you think that they do this? I want to I go around the horn right now and ask the crew. I record every one of these liners. There's no telling how many thousands of dollars I've given away across the entire country. I don't get paid for it. Like outside of my normal job, right? Like usually, if you want... Like if you are a local affiliate out there right now and you want me to do an ad... Like, I'll do ads. I have done ads for local markets, but they have to pay me to do it, right? I'm not just going to be like, hey, you need to go to this real estate agent or you need to go to this uh, you know, movie theater, whatever it is. Like, the entire purpose of what we do is we get paid for advertisements. There's no way that Cowherd and Dan Patrick are doing local basketball high school reads for free. Am I crazy on this? Do you guys think that that's going on? Danny G, do you think that there's tons of audio in recent history of, or even Gottlieb? Like Cowherd's making millions of dollars a year. Dan Patrick's making millions of dollars a year. Is Doug Gottlieb, Gottlieb might be listening right now if he's up early enough. Is he doing local high school basketball reads?
4: This is available to all of our affiliates. No,
3: I, it's not available to all of our affiliates.
4: No, it, it is. It's, it's No, no, no. I
3: Because now I'm going to have to do every local <laughs> high school basketball no, read in the entire is. country if you say that. It's not available. Okay. Muncie is special.
4: Maybe it's not. But listen, you need to champion this, Clay. Put your chest out. Be Mr. Big Chest on this like AB. And just know this makes you a man of the people.
3: The question is, do you believe that Cowherd or Dan Patrick do these? Do they even ask, like, if Cowherd during one of his commercial breaks gets asked to read the lead for the Muncie High School basketball season?
4: Why wouldn't you love this, though? This, I mean, you're into yourself, obviously. This means your voice is going to be running on their radio station continuously throughout the day and night.
3: No, I, I, I am, I am perfectly fine. Only being on for the three hours that I'm on, that's plenty. Dub, do you think that Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd read these these liners?
5: I don't know about Cowherd and Patrick, but I remember being in Auburn and listening to the local ESPN affiliate there. They'd have uh Rosillo come on, do some reads, SVP, some of those guys. So I mean
3: like SVP would be like, hey, you can win a thousand dollars if you call now.
5: You know, I don't remember the specifics, yeah. but it was kind of like you're listening to you know, Auburn's ESPN. I have blah, done blah, blah, blah.
3: so many damn if you call right now, you can win a thousand dollar reads. All like I should have to I should get paid extra to give away a thousand dollars in your community. Because you know what happens? If somehow the $1,000 gets screwed up, you know who gets blamed? Me. Like, you were supposed to give away $1,000. <laughs> like, no, I don't know anything about this.
4: Man, you're bringing this Nobody on. Nobody
3: vets this. you win a puppy. You're if bringing you – like, like People are like, oh, Clay Travis. Hey, you win a puppy. You went a baby elephant. If you're listening to uh, Sioux City, uh, Iowa, you know, I don't know if we're on in Sioux City, whatever it is. Um, but – and then they don't give away the baby elephant? You know who gets blamed? Me. Dumbo, giving away next hour. And then people are like, hey, Clay Travis, you said we were going to give away Dumbo. And I'm like, I don't know anything. They just put this in front of me and I read it. You put it in the prompter and I'll read it. I'm like Ron Burgundy.
4: I just got a text here from an affiliate. They're asking for some Burlington liners. So this There's rant. There's no telling how many liners yeah. I'm going
3: to end up doing now. Yeah,
4: exactly. This little rant is going to backfire on you. But
3: my question is, Dubbed, you believe that Colin Cowherd and Dan Patrick are doing these?
5: Yeah, probably not. And as far as the elephant thing goes, I mean, you, you may have Cersei Lannister call in, so you may want to do that read.
3: Well, they could have made a difference in the uh, in the battle for uh, for Ca- uh, for uh, King's Landing if they'd had the elephants. What about you, Eddie? You have done this for a long time. You've been a Fox Sports radio employee since 1946. You finished fighting in World War II, and then you started doing updates. Do you think Cowherd and Dan Patrick do these readers? No chance. Zero, like, like zero percent chance, right? Like, even people, like, if you were, that's where I think people are like, I think this is a record scratch moment for people. I think they're like, even people in Muncie, Indiana are like, why is Clay Travis doing a read for the Muncie high school basketball and football team? Like, doesn't he have better, doesn't he have better (laughs) things to do with it? Clearly, the answer is no. Even the basketball and football players are like, why, 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 why? Is this what? What is going on? There's no way they do this. I bet I get every one of them instead of those guys. Does Gottlieb do it? Gottlieb hasn't called in. He's like, oh, I don't want to do those during commercial I think, breaks. Calling cowherds, not like listen to the grass eaters now on Montana's number one sports station. It's time for Montana Grizzly. Not even my Mon- Not even college. I think Gottlieb's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Roberto? Do you think anybody else is doing this? No, nah, no. What if I made Danny do all these? I'm Danny G, the producer for Clay Travis, and you're oh, yeah, listening. Yeah. Like, cool. I, I think that might be that might be something that you should yeah. be on your repertoire. <laughs> That's true. I'm Danny. I'm Danny G. You hear me every morning on Clay Travis's show, and you're listening to <laughs> Muncie Basketball. <laughs> That seems like it should be more like I don't want a big time here. If I but do I think that, even them are like, this is weird.
4: I'm looking here at the uh, the email. It's Mark Forrester there at WXFN in Muncie, Indiana. If I did that, do we in-
3: have a phone number? Can we call Mark and be like, <laughs> hey, did you request Cowherd and uh, and Dan Patrick? Like, how does this come to me?
4: Yeah, I will I will try to get a hold of him. If we took your recommendation and I did that and emailed those liners like that to him, wonder what he would reply back.
3: I mean, I'm gonna do all these reads in the next commercial break, but I just want to know how does he end how do I end up with this request? Did and, and maybe like I'm sure Muncie Indiana's like, oh, I'd rather have Colin Cowherd introduce the uh the the Delaware County high school football games. But we can't get cowherd, so we just give Clay all of these. Like, I'm curious how this comes to happen. <laughs>
4: Now remember though. Time. Now remember though, Cowherd's not on all of your affiliates, so they might be right. live local. I'm just local. using Cowherd as an example.
3: Dan Patrick could be on. Like, but I'm just pointing out West-y? that I'm just
4: pointing out that you might, I'm pointing out that you might be the big the one big celebrity on their local radio station though.
3: Right, that's fine. But if if they if we're all on, there are lots of stations where I'm on, Dan Patrick is on, and Colin Cowherd is on. Right, like you go from my show to Dan Patrick to Colin Cowherd. My question is, are they specifying we want Clay Travis or are they sending the request to Fox Sports Radio and saying, hey, can you have one of your guys read this? And then I get all of them.
4: I think they're singling you out.
3: No, I, I think they're sending it to Fox Sports Radio and they're just like, if we put it in front of Travis, he'll read it.
4: Well, that doesn't make sense because the way that Mark wrote these, he puts your name in them. So he specialized them to only you.
3: Yeah, but that could be because they said we'll give you Clay Travis.
4: Oh, so you think the network is offering you up?
3: Yes, I think that's what's happening here. I, I just I'm genuinely curious. When we get these liners, and I'm giving away a thousand dollars, or I'm giving away baby elephants, and I know nothing at all about them other than they say, hey, read this. And then every now and then I'll get a tweet, and somebody will be like, hey, you were they, they, Nobody got a thousand dollars. Like I don't know. Do you think I know anything about this? I know nothing about. It. I read. They put it in front of me, and they read it. I have no idea. Like, how do these come to me? I'm genuinely curious. I have no idea. There are there. Are, I, there are teases that I'm doing all over the country. We got Dan Wetzel for the final segment. But first, Eddie Garcia, what you got for me?
1: Well, last night in game two of the Stanley Cup finals, it was the Blues beating the Bruins 3 2 in overtime on a Carl Gunnarsson goal. That's the first ever Stanley Cup final win for the Blues in franchise history. They were 0 13 coming in. They're now 8 and 2 on the road this postseason as they snap Boston's eight game playoff win streak, and the series is tied at one. Game three Saturday in St. Louis. Some baseball games of note cups over the Astros 2 1 in a battle of division leaders, Chicago avoiding the sweep with that win. Dodgers scored four in the ninth, rally and beat the Mets 9 8. It was the Yankees over the Padres 7 0, while the Rays off with a 4-3 win over the Blue Jays and 11. New York still has a one-game lead on Tampa atop the AL East. Indians outscore the Red Sox 14-9. It was the Phillies over the Cardinals 11-4. Go further than ever with the Discovery at Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year, so your 35,000 miles could become 70,000 miles. Limitations apply. Discover matches for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com. We'll be back to Outkick the Coverage in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers.
4: At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to Farmers.
0: We are Farmers. Bum, 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 Underwritten by
2: Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
1: Now back to Clay Travis and the GEICO, Out kick the Coverage Studios.
3: Dan Wetzel is going to join us next. I'm going to give away an elephant. Also, uh, I'll give you an update on what happened in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Uh, what, well, that'd be great. I'd make a lot of money. I'll give you an update on our poll question about, would you rather watch game one of the NBA finals or hundred percent know where Durant and Kawhi are going for free agency? What do we have? We got the program director right now. <laughs> yes. I just right. got
4: Mark from WXFN. Mark.
3: Mark. First of all, I want you to know I am a huge fan of the, uh, who is it? Hold on. I'm about to tell you. I'm a huge fan of Delaware high school, County football But how does this happen? How do you get me?
7: Say say that again, Clay.
3: How do you end up, like, how do you get me to do these liners? Like, I do liners for people all over the country, and I have no idea how it happens. They just put it in front of me and I read it. But how do you, do you specifically request me, or did you ask for Cowherd and Dan Patrick, and they're like, oh, I can't give you those guys, but I can give you Clay?
0: No,
7: I I I requested all three. I did it through Kurt and, uh, uh, Kirk just gave me the, the the mechanism to make it happen, and so uh, I just put some you know some stuff down to make to, to see if you might do it. Yeah.
3: So do Cowherd and Dan Patrick do these? Uh, I they I haven't gotten those back yet. No. Uh huh. Okay. So you'll get mine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You will get mine. I do liners for people all over the country, but. But do, and here's the question. We need to get Kurt on the phone now. Does he? Th- thank you for the call, by the way, and thanks for carrying the show in uh, Muncie, Indiana. We Absolutely, actually have, quick We have a huge fan base all over the state of Indiana. We got a lot of great affiliates there. But now we need to get Kurt. We got to wake him up. We got to get Kurt on the phone. Does he even pass the request along to Cowherd and Dan Patrick? That's the question, right? So he requested all three. The request gets to me, and I do it. I knock him out within, you know, five minutes of getting the email. But do the request even get to Cowherd and Dan Patrick? Is Cowherd <laughs> even aware right now that Muncie, Indiana, wanted him to do liners? Or are they like, oh, that's not ever going to like? Do Cowherd's people just say, oh, that's we're not we're not putting that for an account calling?
4: This just shows our program's true professionalism.
3: And what what it shows is. I am the most accessible person in the history of Sports Talk Radio. I got a public email address. I got open DMs. I got liners that I'm doing for high school football and basketball games, giving away baby elephants, and $1,000 all over the country. And I bet that Cowherd and Dan Patrick don't even hear about this.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best Sports Talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: This is Clay Travis. You're listening to Delaware County High School Football on Muncie Sports Station. This is Clay Travis, and you're listening to Delaware County High School Basketball on Muncie Sports Station. Have you ever heard... Am I alive? Is this mic on? Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Have you ever heard, right now, you are listening all over the nation. Have you ever heard Colin Cowherd or Dan Patrick do those liners on your local station? I We're trying to figure out whether I'm the only person who gets the request. I If you have heard them do it, I would love to hear audio. Let me know. Now, if it's a really big city, like, oh, you know, I heard Colin Cowherd doing something for New York City. I heard Colin Cowherd doing something for L.A., You know, okay, that's, but I mean, any like, uh, normal size city, right? Like outside of the big universe of, of major metropolitan areas. Uh, I would love to know. Let me know at Clay Travis on Twitter. We're joined by Dan Wetzel. Dan, you ever, you listen to local radio every now and then. You ever wonder how the people end up doing those liners? Like, uh, you know, hey, you're watching. Like, I know that they do it for local news every now and then, but a guy will stand in front of a green screen and do like, 40 of them in a row boom 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 but my theory is that Fox Sports Radio doesn't even pass these requests along to Dan Patrick or Colin Cowherd and so I get them all. Do you buy into that?
7: I I got 3 points on this. 1 yeah. you 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 ain't Dan Patrick. Yeah. Okay. 2 uh well, I forget number
3: 2. 3 You ain't Colin Cowherd might be point number 2. You ain't
7: Colin Cowherd. 3 You know how big high school basketball is in Muncie, Indiana? <laughs> This but do you think New
3: York I just I just want to know whether those guys ever get these requests? Because I do them all over the country, right? These liners. You're a man of and people,
7: you're a
3: man I of am, people class. I I am a man of the people, but I bet they never get these requests. Like <laughs> I've been on Cowherd's sure show, and I know that Cowherd's not ripping off liners during commercial breaks every uh, every week, right? Like he's not sitting over there doing those. So I don't think that the and we we had the guy from Muncie call in, and he said he requested all three. And then they get me, right? But I wonder if the request ever gets to Cowherd, and if it ever gets to Dan Patrick.
7: You got you eleven <laughs> T ball and Muncie.
3: Yeah, it's, you know. Oh, I, I said I've know. given I... away a thousand dollars all over the country. I've given away. you don't, I, they, you don't, I, don't get I paid. Get, oh no, no, don't no get we don't paid
7: get to work at Muncie Radio.
3: Well, so, I got paid no. millions. Uh, I've given away millions of dollars. I'm not sure that there's <laughs> anybody who's given away more money on Sports Talk Radio than me all over the country. Every time somebody gets a $1,000, I'm the one giving it away. Um, all right, Dan Patrick, are you in Toronto right now? Where are you?
7: I am not. I'm going to kind of join the series uh, a little later. Got some other things working out.
3: So I'm, just, I'm so, just
7: home in Detroit.
3: So this story that you did about Steph Curry playing uh, – Playing, I think middle school basketball, right, is pretty right. phenomenal. Uh, for people out there who don't know, and I didn't, I didn't realize this, I didn't remember it. Steph Curry actually, when he was growing up, spent time in Toronto, and he's already won at a high level. Uh, I probably would do be doing liners if we were on in Toronto for this uh, for this middle school basketball <laughs> game. Uh, but he Steph Curry shows up, it. yeah. Steph Curry shows up, and what happens? Like this is an incredible story.
7: Yeah, it's a great story. So it's the end of Dell Curry's career. Now he spends all his time basically in Charlotte, but the last couple of years he did a year in Milwaukee and then he just spent in Toronto. So the family stayed back in Charlotte at the so not to take all the kids out of school for a year or so. But then all of a sudden they said, "All right, we're just going to move up to Toronto for for a year." It's basically Dell's last year in the NBA. So it's like September and. Uh, there's this school called Queensway. It's like a K through eight with 200 kids in the whole school. It's like 20 kids a grade, you know, 10 boys. So the seventh, eighth grade team, like they've got like seven kids on the team. If you come out for the team, you're on the team. So all of a sudden the best player here, the coach pulls them over and says, Hey, be nice to this kid who's showing up. We're getting a new student. He might be a ball player. We need, you know, we need some players. They went like three and 15 the year before. They were horrible, horrible teams. So, sure enough, it's Steph Curry, Del Curry's kid. And, and Seth Curry, who's only in the sixth grade, but they, they put him on the team, too. But so this kid's like, hey, Steph Curry, all right, Del Curry's kid's showing up, so he's all excited. We're going to get a ball player. Well, Steph Curry walks into uh, gym class. So that's his first class, and he's tiny. And he, you know, he weighs nothing. He isn't tall. They start running laps. So like, they're doing something at gym class. He isn't even very athletic. So the, this kid... Um, Casey Field is like, oh my God, you know, he's not even any good. We're not even any better. It's terrible. And then they get in after school. They start shooting baskets. And of course, Steph just hits everything. It's like, oh my God, here we go. So it's basically the story of what happens when you're on a crappy middle school basketball team and Steph Curry happens to move into town and enroll at your school. So they immediately start annihilating everyone with the Curry brothers. And they go from. Three and fifteen to sixteen and zero, and win whatever the heck championship they're supposed to win. And they said they're beating teams by forty. And there, there's video in the story. You see little Steph just like coming down on the break and just pull up threes, just every no look passes all the way he plays now. He was just tearing up these little uh, these little Toronto uh, middle school basketball gyms.
3: That's actually it's a phenomenal story at Yahoo Sports. We're talking to Dan Wetzel. I asked this question. I'm curious what your answer would be. Uh, would you rather watch game one of the NBA finals or 100% know where Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard are going for free agency?
7: <laughs> like just so I know five weeks early?
3: Uh, um, I mean, so this is a question, 6,000 people. Yeah,
7: Yeah, I, I would rather watch the game because I am intrigued by the game. But, obviously, this is the free agency often overshadows the finals. Uh, we, you know, I cover almost every finals. There's times when, you know, what, what was LeBron going to do last year? That was the biggest story in the finals because they weren't going to beat Golden State. Right. So, you pretty much knew. I, I covered the whole finals last year. I wrote LeBron James every day. Where's he going? Uh, this one's even crazier. Now, Durant is not going to play tonight, but presumably if he plays in this series, uh, and all due respect to Steph Curry, Durant's the best player on Golden State, and Kawhi Leonard's the best player on Toronto. So we've never, ever had an NBA Finals where the two best players, the best player on each team, is a free agent and is likely to leave. I mean, right, it's just crazy. You've had LeBron involved in one. You've had Kevin Durant never made a Finals the year he left for Golden State. We've had some monster free agent deals. But this is the NBA Finals, and the best player on each team could leave and is likely to leave. That is unprecedented, and that, I think, fuels everything because it's like, if you're Toronto, you've got to win it now. There's no, like, we'll be back next year. You have no idea if Kawhi going to be back. And if you're a, you're a Knicks fan, you could be sitting there going, man, we could get them both maybe. Who knows? Like, what if we get them both? And yeah, no, it's okay, wild. Derek, we're in the Finals.
3: of people right now with thousands of votes in saying they would rather know where Kevin Durant and Kawhi are going to go than watch game one of the finals. Dan Wetzel, go read that story. It's phenomenal at Yahoo Sports. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. We'll be back tomorrow talking game one on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, oh, oh.